Well, yes, he is here in the fortress. Oliver Cruz, Madonna's treasured dancer from the historic Blonde Ambition Tour and the Truth or Dare documentary. Finally, Oliver opens up about his intimate relationship with Madonna, how he and Warren Beatty didn't get along, and how he was treated poorly by some of his fellow dancers because of his special connection to Madonna. Have a good listen to this one. You will genuinely understand why Madonna gravitated towards this unique light. Oliver is truly a gentle soul with an undeniable magnetic glow. He is fragility, kindness and talent all in one special wrapping. With Madonna's uncanny knack for seeing into the heart of those around her, there is really very little wonder why she chose Oliver as a close companion. He is the real deal, a beautiful man. And Mr. Crooms, if you do ever decide to tell your story in a little more detail, I'm right here for you. Please enjoy this conversation with one of the brightest characters in Madonna's career. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. listening to Time to Talk. You don't think I'm overexposed, do you? Mr. Oliver Sidney Crooms III, welcome to the Time to Talk show. How are you doing? That is a hell of a name, Oliver Crooms III. Oliver Sidney Crooms III. Yeah. Is there some really proud family heritage wrapped up in that name? Yes. um, Yeah, my great-great-grandfather, he's the one that started the name, and he also passed away last... um, Last April of COVID, so I mean, rest in peace. Um, so no, it's just me and my dad. So my dad is junior, and I'm a third. Wow! But, so your yeah. your dad is Oliver Crooms as well. Oh yeah, Oliver Sidney Crooms Jr. Yes. That's some proud heritage right there. Amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The the family is proud of me. Before we go any further, Oliver, you're officially in our fortress of pop culture here. So. Oh. I want to introduce you to, uh, we have a baby dragon here, and his name is Igor. Can I introduce you to Igor? To Igor? Baby dragon? Sure. Yeah, yeah here he is. He's sitting on his perch. He's, he always watches when we do the podcasts. He's, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's met a few of your colleagues. He's met Carlton and Kevin. So, Carlton and Kevin? Yes. Mm, mm, he liked both of them. You know what, I though? Um, <laughs> Igor, he's a particular fan of the Dick Tracy segment of Blonde Ambition. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The yellow yeah. jacket and the underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Every time that comes on, he flaps his wings when you open your yellow coats. That's what he does. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my wife could hear this, but oh, my God. <laughs> he, 
He's a dragon with great taste. <laughs> okay. Oliver, you were 19 when you were selected to join this amazing production, the Blonde Ambition Tour. And I have to say, it was a tour that it set the benchmark for all pop tours thereafter. It really did. That is it not sure an exaggeration. Yes. So, I'm curious, how does a 19-year-old from New Orleans take it all in? All, all the global travel, the stadiums and the mammoth crowds. How does he take it all in at 19? Um, with a cup of tea. No, I'm just joking. No, it was, <laughs> it, it was exciting. It was stuff that I've never seen before. I mean, yeah. everything was all new to me, you know. But you'd had some lead up to all of this, right? Because you, as I understand it, correct me anywhere I'm wrong here, you were inspired originally by Michael Jackson. He was your hero. And then at around 15, you, you started taking steps, 15 years old, you started taking steps into a hip hop career. Yes. Yeah. And well, at the age of 15, um, I saw the, the Thriller video and um, we learned the Michael Jackson choreography from Thriller, which of course was choreographed by Michael Peters. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, and we learned it. And for some reason I was like, I like dancing. And when I moved to LA in 85, um, went to junior high out there and heard about all these little dance competitions that they had at like at hotels at like the Hilton and at these special clubs that was for kid 18 and under. And that's where a lot of, um, a lot of dancers have come from um, that, that dance with um, Bobby Brown, Janet Jackson, you know, Prince, you know, I, I, the list can go on. So, yeah. Do you know, yep. a lot of us at that age were doing the thriller choreography in our living rooms, but not many of us had the talent to do what you did, though. You must have been damn good at it. And it was you and your brother. Is it Lance? Is that right? Yes, Lance Cruz. Yeah. So you're, you're learning this choreography together. I would love to have seen these two young guys doing it because most people <laughs> were doing it really badly, but I'm sure well, you guys we, were doing it really well. Well, until, I'm not going to lie, until I think... I think it was five, six years ago. I was doing Thriller the wrong way, the opposite way. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing it backwards. <laughs> what do you mean? You're going to the left instead of the right or the right instead yes, of Yes, because I watched the video. When you're watching a video, you don't have a mirror. You're watching a video, so you're doing it in the – You're watching a video. You're doing it reverse. And oh, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> Michael would have forgiven you. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, I finally changed it. But it was hard to 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 do like the 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 um the the pelvic the pelvic like walk with it, and you know, going instead of going to the left, I had to go to the right, you wow. know, stuff like that. And so. hey, can I say, like in in all seriousness, I watch something like Thriller, and because he makes it look so effortless for someone like me, not a dancer, it's you try to do it and. You can do it to some degree. It looks marginally like the original. When you do it, does it come very naturally, or was that choreography hard for you to pick up? Did it take a bit of practice? I'm, I'm curious to know if an elite dancer like yourself, can you pick well, something like that up real quick? It really wasn't so hard because I remember learning, um, I mean, favorite videos. I learned Beat It, and Beat It is hard. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm I, talking, I, no, I, not Beat It, no, not Beat It. I'm, I mean, I'm bad. I'm bad. Sorry, 
on the, the on that video because they did all that oh and all the sound effects and <laughs> and I mean all that movie and it was very jazzy and I'm not a I, I never took a dance class in my life so um when I did beat it beat it like I said beat it was the first video I learned mm-hmm. and learning that was was very very hard so thriller was very easy wow. to learn I mean it's just one two step I mean it wasn't that much you know to yeah. do because every every move you did to the right you did it to the left make sense it does and look i talked to quite a few dancers and they all give similar answers to you which is no it's actually you know that was choreography which to me seems complicated is often described as no that's a fairly simple one this one's a hard one but i wouldn't know the difference i honestly yeah but you've been a dancer yeah exactly. but the thing is i mean i don't i didn't think i was a dancer i didn't i mean i just was dancing it's not like my, I have a, my parents have a dance background. <laughs> I'll tell you about all of it. I, I, I just, I don't want to fan out too much, but I've watched the Blonde Ambition tour. I, I never saw it in person. It didn't come to Australia, but I've watched it on TV, on every format, on Laserdisc, on VHS, on oh, digital. Yeah. And I've got you to say, well, it, it, back in the day, yeah, it came out on this Japanese version. Came out on oh, because uh, I still have my laser disc. I'm like, can I? Can you send it to me? <laughs> oh, also, you've still got a player for it. Oh, I still have my laser disc. Yes, get of course. out. Who yeah, owns I got, that? I, yes, I have. Um, <laughs> I have Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. I have um, <laughs> Santa Claus with what's his name? I forgot his name, but. Oh I my god! Know. I got about I got about eight or nine um, laser discs. They're very I satisfying. Got, the discs yeah. are actually really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I also got Pulp Fiction, which is my favorite movie of all time. I got Ooh. Pulp Fiction on laser disc, Blu-ray, DVD, VC, VHS. <laughs> oh, you're a movie aficionado, aren't you? Oh, I, I love oh, movies. Is, yeah. Speaking of that, I, <laughs> I want to go see. <laughs> I got to go see um, F Nine. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Did you love John Travolta's dance with Uma Thurman? Oh my God! Yeah, I was uh, speaking of that. Um, I was at this studio in Santa Monica yeah. um, before, and this was in ninety. What was it? Ninety three, because I moved to Vegas in ninety four, and Pulp Fiction I think came out in ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, if I'm not sure, I was at a studio where John Travolta he was rehearsing. But I didn't know what he was rehearsing for. But it was for that because that music was playing. He was rehearsing what? in his other yes, his other studio. You saw him uh, rehearsing in the studio. Room. I saw him rehearsing at the studio that I was at. He was in another room rehearsing oh, that. Man. And um, but I don't remember. I knew it was John Travolta, but I don't remember if it was Uma Therma that was with him though. He hey. might have been rehearsing with a girl. Oliver, and, I've got to say, if you saw him rehearsing it, unless you saw it in the context of the movie, you must have thought he was losing his marbles because he's got a bit of the Batman, he's got a bit of every oh, type yeah, of... Well, it's it's quite best, a strange uh, dance if you didn't see it in the movie. Oh, it was... No, it was the best because I'm sorry, I, I love John Travolta, but <laughs> and, and that movie actually brought him back. Oh, if, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for um, Quentin Tarantino putting him in that movie, he, he wouldn't be who he is right now. I mean, he'd still be big, but he wouldn't be as big. Then Samuel Jackson. Oh God. 
his his whole scene about the 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 McDonald's burger. <laughs> oh God, yes, a quarter bottle. <laughs> was it was a it, royale with cheese? A royale with cheese. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I used to I used to know it all by I used to know it by heart. Actually, I used to say it all the time. Can I tell you, you can report me for child abuse if you want, but if my children are doing something, you know, mildly wrong, I'll go, I'm going to strike you down with a that terrible great- vengeance. <laughs> with great vengeance. And a, oh, my God, you're bringing it back. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a good movie. You and I should just sit down and watch that together instead oh of doing the God, podcast. Yes. It's pretty satisfying, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. So, listen, I want to take us back to the audition for Blonde Ambition. But here's the thing, Oliver. I I know that you've been asked about this moment probably a thousand times, so I want to try something a little bit different. Is that okay with you? Okay. Okay. Don't be scared. Okay. So I'm going to get you to to close your eyes and take a really, really long breath so that we can all all hear it and know that you're breathing in, your eyes are closed, okay? Okay. Okay. I won't lie. I'm going to close my eyes and – okay, fine. Okay. Good, good man. Good man. <laughs> I just coughed. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> no, it's let it all out. Yeah, let it out. And I'm always known for coughing anyway, so because <laughs> I guess when I get hyped up, I cough. So it's okay. Anyway, all right. Okay. So, so keep those eyes closed, and on the okay. count of three, right? When you hear me count to three, we're going to arrive back at your audition. Okay. So one, two, three. So Oliver, you're you're a teenager, and you're yeah. about to put all your skills to the test. You've been told that you've, you'll never make it as a dancer. But now here you are. You're at the audition for a show that could change your life. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell us what, what can you see? What's around you? I'm in the line with my brother uh, waiting several hours, several hours to oh. go in the room just to go see Madonna. <laughs> Not, this is a long queue. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, hey, let's, hey, she's gonna be there. Let's go meet her. What What can you hear? What What's going on around you in this in this audition? Oh, just looking at the different um, the different dancers, um, the different looks. The, you know, you could see who is like technical, who's a professional. Wow. Um, what they're wearing, um, all the, the the way the table is set up, um, her sitting behind the, the table with uh, Donna and I think Nikki. So you can see Madonna in the room. Mm-hmm. We're all waiting. We're all waiting around the like on the wall while um, each group goes up. And Oliver, as you're watching all these other people, like I can't imagine anything more intimidating because when I go for a job interview, you go in one by one. You don't see your competition. Are you? What are you thinking? Is it intimidating to look at all these other dancers? Yeah, you know what? We, me and my brother, we weren't intimidated when we were there. It's just we had we was going to learn choreography. I mean, of course, I was already teaching um, <coughs> hip hop in LA. Of course, one. I gotta I gotta plug this in. I was the first hip hop teacher to teach hip hop in LA back in um, eighty nine. Yeah, maybe eighty eight, but more more eighty nine. I was the first one to do it, so I had to make up my own choreography, of course, and um, <clears throat> was doing that for a while. And of course, when I when I was in the dance competitions of that trendy era, 
of course, I was helping to choreograph stuff too. So when we did the audition for um, the Blonde Ambition tour, it the the hip hop part, of course, they were doing the Roger Rabbit and the Running Man. Like I can't do that. <laughs> but then, you know, they had some voguing in it, which I first learned, and um, and it was it was it, it wasn't too technical. Obviously, I got the job. <laughs> so. You've already described Madonna's sitting there, possibly with a couple of other people there. Yeah. Do you remember as you're dancing, are you trying to make eye contact with her or are you just trying to concentrate oh, on yeah. your moves? Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. Make it, trying to make eye contact. Mm. Trying to see what she's doing. I mean, of course, trying to do the choreography, but she got up at one point when she would say to me, and she knew my name, like automatically knew my name. She was saying, Oliver and she would say, Lance, y'all can do it. Come on, get it. You do this. You can get this. Wow. I mean, she was saying other dancers' names, if I think, but I definitely remember her saying to me and Lance, you know, y'all can get this. Come on, do it harder. You know, mm. like that. So and that was kind of cool. So I mean that we were already set. <laughs> so we were cool with the audition about her talking to us. So and she was very nice and, and very polite and encouraging by the sound of it. Yeah. Really, very, yeah, she was very encouraging. Yeah. So because I counted you into that moment, I, I have to count you back out. That's just the way we do it. So you know, I'm going to close your eyes again and I'm going to go one, two, three, and then I'm going to bring you back. Okay, Oliver? That's the magic. Oh, bit, right? That's so the magic. One, one two, three. <laughs> <laughs> you doing okay? <laughs> okay, I'm glad my wife is not looking at me right now. <laughs> Maybe she's not me closing my eyes over here. This is a podcast that she's never seen before. Baby eagle, by the way, he, and he has a baby eagle or a dragon sitting next to him. Yeah, he's he's flapping now. He's proud of you. Baby eagle's proud of you. Baby eagle is proud of me right now. <laughs> hey, okay. I gotta say, Oliver, there was this fairly hilarious moment in Truth or Dare, right? It's you and Madonna are comparing notes on a dance move. It's only a little moment, but most people wouldn't think of this, but I love it. it. You're trying to make a decision about a particular dance move, I think. And Madonna suggests that you should go and take a poll. And you react oh, to this. God. You have this really, really funny and confused look on your face, and you go, Take a poll? And she yeah. suddenly, Madonna realizes, and you can tell she's really, really chuffed with herself. She goes, Oh, Oliver doesn't know what type of pole I mean. And she goes, Yeah. She realizes you're thinking of the wrong type of pole. And she goes, Yeah, and ram it up your ass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she had a wicked sense of humor, didn't she, this woman? She did. But, you know, <laughs> but, and at the time when that happened, I wasn't, it didn't dawn on me until later, like, when I watched it with friends and this and that, not at the not like at the premiere, but like later on, mm. like you know, and you know, of course, people would make a joke about it to me, but yeah, whatever. It's like it's like a home video though. When you watch it with friends, do you just cover your face or do you laugh or what? What I, I laugh because they laugh. Yeah, like, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's funny. It's not too mean either. It's just like a mix-up over a word. That's all. Yeah. So where I told her, well, look, this is a poll or whatever I said. Yeah. Take a poll. I'm like, that's a poll, and yeah. So. <laughs> I just I love the mix-up. It very yeah. much amuses me. But I particularly love it because she's such a smart woman. I love it when she realizes that you're confused. She she's very quick. Does she have yeah. a sense of humor? 
Uh, uh, yes, very quick. Very, mm. very quick. Yes. Uh, like, for instance, in, in, in Truth to Dare, where she's talking to um, the, di- the director, or she's talking to her manager. Well, what's his name? Um, Freddie. Freddie. Yes, Freddie. What, what is it? Freddie. What's the last the name? Man. Freddie the, the Man. man. Yes. Mm. And she's mad when she comes off the stage and she's like, you know, the mics were out, this and that, whatever, whatever. And the um, the director says something like, well, we didn't know that, um, you know, it was out. And then she turned around. She was like, no, no, you knew it was out. Like, I mean, she claps back that quick. Yeah. On things like, even though there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in her head, she's worried about her voice, probably worried about the dancers looking at the staging, looking at the lights while she's on stage and performing live and in in front of thousands of people she can catch you know she i mean i catch but you can see everything that's happening and when she gets off off the stage you know she she knows what her notes are like she's doing her notes in her head while she's on stage I love that you've just described that because the one thing a documentary can never capture, because it's so easy, Oliver, to go, oh, she's a bitch, she's rude, she's this. But what we don't ever get is, and as someone who's in a leadership position myself, is the sense of responsibility you've got on your own shoulders the whole time. She's carrying this production. She needs it to be right. So she doesn't have time, frankly, to to be politically correct. And she she just needs to get straight to the the nub of whatever the problem is. None of us knew. Uh, the, The way this whole show was staged, I mean, from the beginning of us walking out as... Um, construction workers and the stage was flat and all of a sudden it just comes up and it turns into this whole this whole new world and um and and you got you got the story you know it you know it went from that it it went it went from that from express yourself into open your heart and you know just the way everything was staged, it was very theatrical. I mean, the cross, you know, for um, Piper, Papa Don't Preach, it didn't offend anybody. Nobody got mad. You know, it wasn't too much. Um, the, I mean, the only thing, I still don't have a problem with it, but, of course, in Canada they did when they did um, Like a Virgin. Of course, the cone things that, that um, Louis and Jose wore and how sexual it was, and her looking like she's um, <laughs> like possessed by a demon at one point at the end, you know. She was having I a good think, fun. It, yeah, it was. It, it was. It, it was telling a story. And yeah. it, the thing is, and here's the thing: it's not like she came up. With, I, I don't think she came up with that. I wasn't in the the audition when I, I mean, not the audition, but the rehearsal for that. But I honestly think that was all Vince Patterson's um, mm. ideas. Vince Patterson, of course, for, for people listening, was the? The, the choreographer and director. Yeah. 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 And an amazing collaboration. You can see the, the two of them. You can see their work on the stage, like a, a true collaboration. And the whole show, like I know everyone takes something different from Blonde Ambition, but for me, I took very much – and it was very different at the time. She flipped those the gender roles, right? So it was always the, the, the woman – over women in control, they were running the show. Yeah. 
and the men yeah. were subservient to the women. And that yeah. is the opening you've described. That is the like a virgin number. That is even in the religious context, like in you could end. say there's a power imbalance. She flipped the power balance between men and women throughout that show. And I really yeah. took that away and went, ooh. That's a good really way to put it. Wow. Mm, I never mm. thought of that. Oh, wow. I, I, I really... Again, I think today that that's quite common that women like Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, they're, they're all doing it and it's fairly oh common. God, Back then, it was quite fascinating to walk out of a show and go, my God, a woman, not only like the boss, but seriously dominating her position. Like, <laughs> amazing yeah. stuff. You guys yeah. walking on in those overalls, you yeah. were absolutely subservient to her. Yeah, we were. Mm. That's a good way to put it. Never thought, about, never thought about it that way. And all these, I mean, like you look at all these shows and all these concerts, they all took something from the Blind Ambition Tour. Oh, yes. They, they really did. And uh, they really did. They, they really did. And like I was trying to say in the beginning, that's how this conversation started. We didn't, I, I honestly don't think we had no idea that it was that much of an impact. That that show, You're, come on now, amazing! And people want to listen to us talk about it. <laughs> are they asking? Are they asking about the girly show? Are they asking about the her, any of her other kinds of the sticky and sweat? No. Are they talking about her her Super Bowl performance? No. They're not talking about none of that. They're talking it's about cool. either Truth or Dare or mm -hmm. either the Blind Ambition. And now, you know, of course, people talk about strike a pose. Sometimes amateurs know best, and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Like you say, you, often the dancers are just almost like a garnish to the performance. You guys became stars in your own right. I've got to ask you, the, the Blonde Ambition, it was famously camp and flamboyant in some places. And it, I've got to say, I've always been interested in this. It seems perfectly cast for each one of the songs. For example, <laughs> if, you, if, you take, if you take Cherish, right? You see Cherish. Three dancers, they become yeah. mermen. And it was almost it, very, very feminine in a way, the role oh, that they were asking. So my question to you is, was it very deliberate that you were not involved in some of those tracks or some no, of those numbers? Well, I think I'm sure, I'm not sure, but I know, I know for sure that Madonna and Vince was like, oh, yeah, Oliver does not need to be in this. <laughs> 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 that, that, no. You know, you cannot, I can't see, it was bad. It was hard enough to where the, um, even though I wind up loving it, it was hard enough. I mean, hard. I mean, Madonna begged me to wear that sequin shirt for yeah, opening heart. One. Yep. Yep. It was hard because that was hard. First of all, <clears throat> after doing, um, um, the opening number with her, with them, with everybody, with all the dancers, I had to rush off stage and put that on. And to put that on, your fingers got stuck because it was a net shirt. Mm. And then, like, the the glitter on it would get all over the pants. They had to make sure I looked all nice and neat. And, oh, it was a lot of work. And it was just tight. And I'm so used to bagging clothes. So 
And, uh, you know, if it was it, for, for a show like Blonde Ambition, it fit right in that gold shirt. Can you imagine, though? Can you even imagine you putting on the merman tail? No, no. That's I was about to get to that. No. The mermaid thing, no. It, and, yeah. I mean, it was kind of hard to do the, um, the Dick Tracy, too. The Dick Tracy wasn't... Uh, but then I wind up... But, yeah, because of the costume. I mean, I felt so naked. Carlton talked about in the tours that he did, that he had basically, you know, quite a lot of body pride. He didn't care how skimpy the costumes were. But for you, it would be fair to say that the skimpier the costume, the more uncomfortable you felt. That would be true, wouldn't it? Yes, that is true. Yes, of course. Well, you got to think, um, even though I got, a, got over my my homophobic atti- yeah, attitude and feelings, attitude or feelings, yeah, um, I just, I just wasn't used to wearing tight clothes or something tight, especially on stage in front of a whole bunch of people. So, what were you wearing for the Dick Tracy one under that jacket? We had on black. Um, it wasn't underwear, but they were black. They weren't speedos, but they they were like I don't know. They, I know they were satin. Yeah. They were like made out of satin, and you know Jean Paul Gaultier is the one that uh, did the costume. Right? Oh yeah, so we were. So I'm sure the underwear was at least four hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> right. So, and so, would it be fair to say they left very little to the imagination? Oh no, no, they, they weren't. Um, it's not like we, it was a g-string. It was a full-on like it was like wearing like you know daddy underwear or Roman <laughs> underwear. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you say, if most of us are wearing that, it's it's behind closed doors, not on stage in front of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so but I mean, I got I got used. Of obviously, I got used to it. Um, I got used to everything that we we had on, you know. So and that we wore. I mean, for the the uh, well, I mean, you got to remember, um, Japan was the first place we went to in our first show. We and this this was one thing was hard to wear too. Our Vogue outfit, the I Vogue outfit is it's just full on. It's like a a, a leotard almost. Yeah. Um, but we had to wear that throughout the whole show. Our first show in Japan. Hey Oliver, yes. can you help me understand this with with costumes that are skimpy? Right, there are lots of different reasons why people might not feel comfortable in that. For some people, it's what the costume represents. I'm curious to know what what specifically made you uncomfortable about the tight clothing. Was it body image? Was it the fact that people might think that you were wearing gay clothes? Oh What's no, I just feel no, I feel girly. I mean, I, it's sometimes well, well, and especially it's like a leotard for, for Vogue. You got to yeah. think that because in the video we're wearing suits. The open your heart top, the sequence. I mean, it did look kind of girliest, but I didn't feel like not not in the gay. It, there was never a. a a point that I thought, oh, this looks gay. No. Okay. Even back then. Yeah, yeah I never thought that. It's it was, it was the feminization. Hey. Do you know, yeah. to, sorry to interrupt, but to go full circle, the, the blonde, I, I said to you that I took away from the blonde ambition to her that she was flipping power dynamics. So you feeling effeminate in some of that clothing is really on point if that was one of the messages of the show. Yeah. By your own acknowledgement, our young 19-year-old Oliver was homophobic. How homophobic was that young Oliver? Like, are we talking 
you know, were you verbally homophobic? Were you? Oh no, I never. No, I never curse. No, no, no. Let's get that straight. I never like curse someone up and like or walked up to two guys or two girls and go, "You fag!" Or I would no, never, nothing like that. Right. Never verb. Yeah, I never. I never like got into a fight or anything like that. No, at all. I, I get, back then I did. I just had a problem with, um, with two men, you know, two men kissing and this and that. This, of course, this is before I started the tour. Yeah. Um, I just never was grew up. I never grew up around that because I mean, y'all, everybody knows that I came from. I was born in New Orleans, but the first time I saw two people kiss, it was. Gabriel, may he rest in peace, and and um his other half, and it was on the set of the Vogue video, um and I and the, the funny thing is I invited my brother down, that I just so happened to invite my brother down that day to, to come to the video shoot, and we both saw it and we was like what the hell, and that, you know that was it, but it was never <clears throat> there was never any like violent in my no my my body or or in my brain to say, oh, I'm going to F you up because, you know, you're not like me. Or I never looked at them as, um, you know, as doing wrong. You've been on this incredible journey. And now, of course, you're embraced by the LGBT community. You're actually, you're an advocate for that community. So let's make that straight. But I'm really curious, what in your learning about this subject, where does homophobia even come from in the first place do you think I, Oliver, like what, what, I, I, to be honest with you i don't know i the only i guess they just put a title on the fact that i was homophobic because of the fact that i was uncomfortable yeah, yeah. you were you were i mean it shows in the documentary you get up and walk away you as if anyone if anyone implies that you're gay you get quite touchy about the subject like, well, so you were, and that's... Well, well also, because I was the only straight guy on the tour, so of course you're yeah. going to make me uncomfortable. And yeah. then if anybody not, if anybody knows the movie Truth or Dare, everybody saw how Lewis and Jose was. And Slam. Out there, right? <laughs> you know, they, 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 were, they were vultures, yeah. you know? So it, it, you got to just think, a kid coming from... The South, New Orleans, you know, and goes to L.A. He went to Fairfax High. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't see too many, too many gays at at school. Or, or I mean, I'm sure they were there, but I just never was around it. But then all of a sudden, at the age of 19, I get introduced um, to people that I'm going to be dancing with that just so happen to be gay, you know. To be and, fair to you, to be fair to you, at nineteen, and this comes across in the documentary. I'm curious to know about your lived experience, though. It does seem like you describe them as vultures just there. And do you think that they felt your fear and then capitalized on that and went, "Look, he's scared, so let's really make this an issue for him." Did that? Yeah, that um, no, because only at a certain at a certain point they realized that I'm not scared of them or I'm not uncomfortable anymore. Because I mean, in the beginning, I was very uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Um, <clears throat> not to change. No, here's the thing: not to change in front of them, or if we was because we had to work out um, when we was rehearsing for the tour. We had to go to the to Gold's Gym 
in Santa Monica, and it was literally nothing but gays inside. I don't think there was one straight, I think I was the only straight guy in there. I mean, we had to take showers and this and that, and I never felt uncomfortable with that because, hello, when you went to school, you know, you had to take showers and, you know, this and that. So there were times where you were actually naked around this group of dancers? Well, I mean, not, I mean, not, yeah, we, I mean, well, especially if um, we're changing clothes and, you know, yeah, of course. Do you reckon any of them had a crush on you, Oliver? I had a question. I don't think, no, none of them. No, they love my brother. Oh. They love my brother, Lance. And thank the Lord, because that's all we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> they, they love Lance. F that. F wow. that. that. I'm like, really? Y'all like Lance? But I was okay with it. I was like, okay. Distracted attention from whenever, you, right? Whenever Lance came around, there was like, ooh, look at it. And uh, you could just hear Lewis and, and Carlton and Slam going, look at that piece. that's all i can remember is look at that piece that was their famous that that was their famous words dude (laughs) look at that piece right there oh man and and then and and, and they get to the point where they will push me out of the way Oliver, get out of the way dude where's your (laughs) how did lance cope with that oh lance thought it was funny but that's the funny that's the thing in the the Vogue video, we started kissing. We were un- we were uncomfortable. We both went ugh, like what the hell, and looked at each other. But then, after that, it was like as time went on, I got to learn. I always say this in my interviews. I got to learn why they became gay and what's their history and and how they got to this point of the the way they lived their lives and this and that. I do thank Madonna um, for having me be on this tour because I've learned a lot. I learned a lot about the the gay community. I learned, I mean, a lot. I learned a lot about it and I respect everything. And it was just my ignorance, me being ignorant as a young young man, um, being homophobic, not giving them a chance to um, you know, explain themselves, or I mean, they don't have to explain themselves because that's who they are. But you know, just opening my eyes up to their their world. That makes oh, sense. Look, and can I just say to you, mate? Like honestly, you are people like yourself who are we- willing to put up their hand and talk about their learning and their growth is so powerful. But can I just ask? I'm, I have to go back to something you said. You learned about how they became gay. You know, people don't become gay, don't you? No, no, not become. That's why I tried to. That's why I tried to reword it. Right. Not become. Yes, that, that. Yes, of course, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yes. cool. Wow, I, 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 that's that's very hilarious. Poor old Lance, hey. And I'm glad he took it with a with a, with a good sense of humor. Grain, that's all. Good grain of salt. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. Um, in strike a pose. When you see the scene where we're finally getting to see each other for the first time, of course, the first first thing out of their mouths is, how's Lance? You know, I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amazing. It's so funny. Sometimes amateurs know best. 
and the lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Let me redirect us back to the stage for a moment here. Here's the thing. This is what I'm thinking. Even before Madonna emerges onto that stage for that epic opening, I've always been curious to know, you're on there first, you and the other dancers. Oh. Can you see the crowd? Is it just oh. a blur? I'll give you, you a picture right faces? now. The best moment in the in that, that long run of a tour was when we was at Wembley Stadium because it was daylight. And I and it was a, it was a, one of the first times. It wasn't nighttime when the when the concert started, and I imagine uh, now I'm t- about to make you picture something. Um, mm-hmm. Imagine your head down, and you're looking at the ground, but you, of course, barely anybody can see you because you're wearing it back and you're walk, walking under the, the 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 bridge thing that's that's coming up. And yeah. you look to the right of you, and you see a swarm of people that look like ants, and it's like a wave. Wow. Well, we coming around, and then right when the music starts, that doom, 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 and we look up because our heads are down, and there they are. It's a whole. But I mean, I didn't get stage fright because if I got stage fright, I would have probably left. Um, I had to seriously block out the the people in the audience so I will not mess up the choreography, which I didn't. But it was that many people on that um, in the audience. It literally scared me. Wow! Because I mean, we've seen we've seen. Um, of course, we've been uh, prior to Wimbledon, Wimbledon Stadium. We already performed a whole bunch of places. I mean, Japan was big. I mean, I was in a stadium too, but Wembley is what is the biggest stadium. I mean, it holds one hundred and seventy something thousand, and probably even more now. But to see that, oh my God, it was mind blowing. I, I mean, I, oh God, from the, I mean, when we got to the Vogue, the Vogue song, and I had to come out and do my routine. Mm. <clears throat> everybody in the audience knew my part. Wow, they were doing the routine with me. With, when I was doing it with Madonna, <laughs> imagine seeing that. Imagine seeing something. Imagine seeing something that you choreographed, and they're doing it in the audience. Just incredible, and a lot of fans oh. believe that that opening is the best tour opening ever, hands down. Oh, oh yeah, our opening. Yes, you've never seen an opening like that. Mm-hmm. You always see. You know what you always see in a concert. Somebody coming up from the ceiling. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll get, um, there's one person that I, I would love to see in concert, but I've only seen her um, on TV, Who's and that? that's Pink. Pink, yes. Pink throws down. Pink yeah. takes it to another level. But Inspired by goes, one of her, too. She openly, huh? she openly acknowledges she, she's inspired by Madonna. But by Madonna. I'm sure she is, but... The thing is, like you said, all the, our opening has to be the best opening ever op- for opener for a concert. Because, <clears throat> you, I mean, when you, go, when you went to the concert, 
all you saw was two men on the side, which was a scrim, with their hands look like they're on a wall. And then you don't even see the band, nothing. And then that stage just turns into a construction site. Yeah. I mean, come on, with stairs in the middle. Not little stairs. I mean, there's about 20. <laughs> and it went high up. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Did you enjoy the choreography for that particular opening? Just you go from this sort of um, slave-like walk and like you say, when the thump pumps in and then you're just so – it's so strong and, and, and meaningful. It's powerful. Yeah, meaningful yeah. and powerful. And, <laughs> but and then you, it's not only that – Oliver, you're moving like she uses for this opening the entire stage, the whole left wing, the whole right wing, then the centre, the state, there's height, there's everything. But then when you all come in unison at the end, like I just – tell me about doing that choreography. Did it feel satisfying? It feels like such a satisfying piece of choreography. Yeah, it, it was like um, – but when we danced it, you, you had to act – you had to act like you was – like you was – taking like a hammer and, and you're hitting the rocks. Everything had to be like really, really strong yes. um, to the point where you're sweating for real, not fake sweat. You're, you're, you're actually, you're, you're doing it to the point where your muscles are hurting. Like when you get off the stage, you're going to be hurting. That's how hard and powerful I, you know, I thought it was. And, and I think that's the way we all felt, you know? And then for you, track number two goes into Open Your Heart. And Open it's Your Heart, just, which had to leave early. Yeah, so you, you leave from track one early to do your, you know, getting into your gay gold top. <laughs> you know what? Kiss my ass. <laughs> really? Sorry, I had to take wow. it. Was a cheap, it was a cheap okay. shot. I had to take it. Really? You're going to throw that in my face? <laughs> I didn't, and what did you just call it? What did you say, my, my what top? <laughs> Your gay gold top. See, I never once said it was a gay top. So, y'all, <laughs> anybody listening, I did not call it. I said I, it felt girly. No gayness. There was no gayness happening. I had a Stop feeling it. that might get a reaction. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. good. You got me. Just a That's test good. for you, Oliver. That's good. But, but then you go from this, like, smashing rocks choreography where your body's so tense and 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 strong and then you do this most elegant open your heart it is your moment and i and also i don't know if you've thought about this but who is the <coughs> who is the character in that track too as well is it madonna's imagination or what so tell us about honestly uh, you know honestly every time every time somebody asks me about open your heart i i get i feel a different reaction like when you said that you know who's the character? Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't. You know, especially when I was on top. Let, let's just start off when on the, on the top. Yeah, I just felt like I was at a club. Yeah, that that's that's the, every single time when I'm on the top, I felt like I was on a club. And if and if you watched every concert, um, I did almost the same moves, but I would always switch it up and put something else in it you know, just to have fun. But when I'm coming down the stairs and doing all the acting part, um, that I kept that the same. 
I, I feel so differently about it every time somebody asks me that. Like, like, I, like I said, I mean, well, at the top, you're you're moving from left to right. There's a hat too, I think, and you're just freestyling. It seems, and yeah, 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 yeah freestyling, yeah. And not to mention, I'm not, I'm not diminishing your work, but the the music too. That boom, 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 like there's such good track for you to actually freestyle too in the first. Yeah, place. that's another. Yes, that's another thing. I mean, open your heart is not hip hop music. Mm. I actually took my 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 hip hop moves that I know and put it to a song that is not hip hop. So the way Vince Patterson helped me do the choreography going down the um the stairs and you know the way it was all put together was really, really nice. I mean, um I always tell people, um, like if 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 somebody wants to watch it on YouTube or something and I'm on the stairs and Madonna goes, you know, something, something look into my eyes and I turn my head with the with my hat. I go to I go, yeah, that's my Denzel Washington acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you do it well too. And um I I don't mean to embarrass you, but the dancing you embarrass do, me. But the dancing yeah. you do is just like it looks so effortless, but it's so fucking amazing. You are so absolutely that. you're you're you are the elite dancer in that moment. You, you do not get better than that. You don't. Really? No. It's amazing. Like the That's way amazing you- that you're saying that. People say that to me and I'm like, uh, I'm just doing, I'm just dancing. It's like, I, I can't believe people say that. You're you saying why, that. Right? It's, it, 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 there's so much about what leads me to that conclusion. It's not just what you're doing. It's, it's the power of going from that opener to just you and us too. And you're like for two people to be able to hold a stage in an arena like that, and you wow. do and captivate the whole room. Fuck. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. See, uh, see once again, the, the stuff that you're saying to me, you make me feel, I want to go back and watch it. <laughs> wow, I do too. And, and you, you, what you don't want to watch is me trying to do your moves. I know a lot of people say that to me. Go, Oliver. I try to do. I try to do the jump off the stairs, and I'm like, I can't do that no more. So you're mm. going to try to do that. Um, but yeah, it's wow. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. I watch. <laughs> I watch you and Madonna and dancing. You know, it's such an intimate and beautiful act for two people to do. It just is. No matter what the format, no matter what style of dance, it's it's yeah. so intimate. It is so relational. Can you? And it wasn't. Have, and you know, the good thing it wasn't. Sec- the the good thing about that 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 number, it wasn't sexual. It was just no. like a, it was her story of you know, open your heart. You know. And I always imagined, again, interpretation, which is what I love about Blonde Ambition. My interpretation was that you were her figment of her imagination. What You were yes. the ideal. You were the fantasy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but give us a sense about what it's like dancing literally one-on-one with Madonna. And, like, I'm talking things that are normal to you as a dancer, uh, Oliver, but aren't normal to the rest of us, holding a woman like that. Um, like really the strength and the power and the trust that you have to have like tell us about it what was it yeah, like yeah, she has a tr- yeah you're right she had to trust me on certain things with with the chair and mm-hmm. just uh, you know uh, me because I had to step up my game meaning my performance to hers because she's been doing this um, for a very long time you know and the world is watching her so I <coughs> So I had to 
of course, I have to equal that. I have to not equal it, but you know, be that guy and and and, and do it strongly every single night. And there were times that when we performed, nobody knew she could be mad at me. <laughs> mm. Mm. Like something could have happened off stage, or I, I don't know, I could have did something wrong. She could, or I could be mad at her. You know, I mean, but it looked like we were just involved in 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 that one number and and happy and having fun and 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 letting us the the audience feel what we were feeling and um but you but could yeah. see the, you could see the dagger eyes every now and then oh dude there was oh my god there was uh, there's times because we're right close to one another with the chair and like when i go around her you get everybody else is seeing her with a smile but i'm seeing her eyes going Looking at me, like probably saying, "You mother." (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Majority of the time, majority of the time, I say ninety percent of that tour. When I had to do that number, it was all like good energy, and and that, and that's the one thing. That's the one thing she she um she gave me. Like when they gave me the opportunity to do the solo, the. I never stepped back or questioned or said, I can't do that or I don't want to do that. I actually got pumped up. I was like, oh, okay, I'm down until they brought out that, that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went, I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I can't do this. I, I'm like, this doesn't go with my, my choreography. I'm like, uh, uh, that's hilarious. Uh, no, uh, no, tell I'm me, in your opinion, Oliver, how talented was she as a dancer? I. Uh, I think Madonna, she's a good dancer. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, come on. Um, Let's think of it different. Let me frame I, this differently for you. I'm, you're you're a dance teacher. You're actually an expert in your field. You really are. And Madonna's a pop star. And by her own acknowledgement, she doesn't believe she's the best dancer, the best singer. She said that in the documentary, I think. So yeah. give me your professional opinion. Forget it's Madonna. What is she like as a dancer? As far as hip-hop, she's okay. Anything else, um, she 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 got it. Right. And the, you know the funny thing is she took dance class. She took actually a few hip hop classes for me during our rehearsal before the Blind Ambition tour. She actually came to the studio where I was teaching. <laughs> okay. Yes, and and um, not only she was there for some reason at the same time. Um, um, God, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks was there. Tyra Banks actually took my class with her. By coincidence? They were friends. They, no, it was just coincidence that she just so happened to come and take my class. Okay, hang on. You've just got to pause for a moment. Okay. Oliver's class is running. He's running a hip-hop class. Madonna comes along yeah. to take some well, I knew she was coming. I knew Madonna was coming. You knew she was coming, but yeah, Tyra Banks walks in as well. The same yeah. class. Okay. Oh, yeah. How does this go down? Oh, my God. It was fun. I don't, I don't remember the routine I taught, but it was fun. <laughs> and, and everybody was tripping. I mean, everybody, was, of course, was tripping because Madonna came, and they knew that she was coming because I told her I wanted her to come and take my class. But then when Tyra Banks came in, it was like, wow. Were they competing with each other? No, they weren't competing. No, they just took the class. Madonna everybody, likes to be the best, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, wow. <laughs> well, she does. She's well, not going to yeah. let anyone better her. But you're saying with the hip hop, she 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 found uh, that one a little bit tricky, did she? Well, I mean, her hip hop is it's okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, still to this day, I mean, you can see. I mean, throughout the tours, um, you know, it's it, she can do it, but it's not her forte. She she's better off with the jazz and yeah, like lyrical and. That type. And how did you rate her as a singer? Oh, I love her singing. A lot of people don't know. When we was on tour, she was singing. There might have been some tracks, but her ass was singing. So when people say that she can't sing, she doesn't sound like her album, uh, they're wrong. Got to give that to her. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and it puts you in a trance, too. Because let me tell you, when, when, she, when I'm backstage... And they're performing um, um, Papa Don't Preach and Like a Prayer. I mean, not Like a Prayer because I was on stage for that. But there was Papa Don't Preach and a story. Yep. What is it called? Live to, to tell? tell. Live to Tell. I'm in the back going, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I'm already dressed and getting ready for, I think it might have been Dick Tracy. But we have time to sit and wait. But you go into a trance because the song is so beautiful. And when she's singing it, you can tell in her voice that, when she's singing it, it's very emotional. It, it hits home, like, especially Pop, Papa Don't Preach and Live to Tell. I mean, it was really, really, really good. Oh, Jesus, so, I'll tell you, for the people backstage to be mesmerized, that is powerful. And I'm not surprised because that segment of the show is just everything. Yeah, it, and the thing is, it's not like, it's not like the, the concert went, okay, one point is good. Oh, my God, here's a downer. It's something boring. Like, there was not one boring thing on that tour a lot of people the only part that sometimes i hear criticized is the part that i love because she finally um gets to one point and doesn't take the show too seriously she adds a bit of comedy in there which is material girl oh material oh yeah it's very brief but and and, you know the fans are a little bit divided over that one they say you know it was such a talking about the condoms and gotta wear uh, yeah 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 all of that but still i think she needed to otherwise it would have taken itself too seriously the show yeah yeah i thought it was i thought it was good that she she put that in there it makes sense. I mean, she she was so what she was doing with people don't. Uh, I don't think they. I mean, they got it, but they didn't. She was practicing safe sex. She's telling people because back then it was really big. AIDS was what? Yeah. <coughs> AIDS was just going, dude. And so what she was doing was telling everybody to be protect yourself. Shifting gear a little bit, Oliver. I'm I'm curious about You're this. You're always shifting gears. it's it's what i do (laughs) listen there was this fascinating article right it was written in 2016 by a journalist by the name of kirsten fleming and she she gave this fairly i don't know critical critique of madonna's treatment of her staff and dancers i just want to read you a little bit and get your take okay oh have i heard this um, let's see, let's see. She says, this I'm quoting from her now, sources tell the Post that this is the Madonna way. When it comes to her hiring her support staff, the insider says she seems to make a beeline for a certain type of person, young, naive, people with emotional baggage. It's as though she can spot a troubled background a mile off. She will give these dancers, stage crew, nannies and assistants, what she considers to be a great life, but it is always on Madonna's terms. If there's a difference of opinion or if she feels that they no longer appreciate her, she can turn nasty. If she doesn't fire them, 
She's been known to freeze them out. The glacial stares can be very hard for her staff to tolerate. What's your take on that? Oh, God. Um, wow, I never, I've never, i never heard that, but I mean, I've heard stuff about how what she said in Truth to Dare about us, like she's our mother and she has to take care of us, yeah. this and that. Um, um, did she, did, this, in your experience, was she... Was she selecting out people who were vulnerable and naive and emotional baggage? No, because I don't think none of us was vulnerable or naive. Mm. I, I don't think so. Mm. I mean, we were all young. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, to respond well, to that. But, let's um, break it down a little bit. Let's break it down a bit. Um, was your yeah, experience you she, she treated you really well, but she could freeze you out. Was that your experience? Not really, not really, um, because we all we all did stuff together. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, she had days where she went. Like, for instance, she went out with Ho- with Louis and Jose. They went on a shopping spree. Nobody knew about that because <laughs> mm. we were all out doing this and that. But there was never a point where um, one of us heard, "Oh, Madonna's mad." You know, she doesn't want to talk to you. This and that. Um, so uh, when we go before we go on stage, um, don't look at her, don't talk to her. There was none, none of those kind of things because mm-hmm. every night, every night before we went on stage, we always did our prayers. We gave a hug and this and that. There was no kind of freaks or anything. There was nothing of that sense of or blocking us out or, or, or thinking that we're we're crippled. You said she takes her work seriously, and you said there were some times where you knew she was mad at you. What sort of things would make her a bit cross with you, Oliver? Oh, no, oh, no that's not you know, I won't get it. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> I'm not touching. Nope. 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 Just, so it, I, it, 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 suffice it, to say, I, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the fact that you missed a dance step, for example. Oh, no. It wasn't because of that. No. Mm. Okay. I, I, I was I, I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that answer it? What did you think of Warren Beatty? Uh, see, I'm glad you think. Oh, what I think? You, oh, okay. Do we want to hear this? I do. Okay. <laughs> Warren Beatty just didn't like me because of the fact that one day I um showed up to Madonna's house and he was there. And when she went to go open up the door, he was right there. And of course I know who Warren Beatty is. I know all his movies and this and that. And when I saw him, I just, I treated him like a, you know, a typical person as when you first meet, I go, what's up? (laughs) And so you didn't bow. Oh, hell no. (laughs) What? Okay. No. Why? Because he's because uh, he's him. No. No. Only person I'll bow down is to MJ. Okay. How about that? Yeah, I like that. I yeah, like MJ that. gets the bow. Okay. Yeah. yeah that and we're talking sense. about both MJs, Michael Jordan <laughs> and Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no. Um. We never, well, the thing is, I mean, here you go. Before the tour even started, the, the guys went to a party for um, Elizabeth Taylor or something like that. 
And of course, Warren Beatty was there. I didn't get to go to that. And the reason why I didn't get to go to that because of Warren Beatty. Why didn't Warren Beatty like you? Uh, I, I don't know. You tell me. Oh, Oliver, you're <laughs> such a tease. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me, let, 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 let everybody that's listening to the, the um, podcast, and that's including you, I mean, because you're the interviewer, um, um, you just go back and watch um, Truth or Dare, and then you'll find out. So. There's a moment in Truth or Dare oh, where God. Madonna comes to you, right? Uh, and she she wants to talk to you about a magazine article. And that's, it, 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 oh, it's God. a front cover story, and it suggests yeah, Star magazine. Yeah. that yeah, yeah, Madonna's yeah. dating you. That's what it says. She says in the article suggests that she's very, very fond of you. She's attracted to you physically. Mm-hmm. And it says that she dumped Warren Beatty in favour of you. And in the documentary... Madonna, uh, check, she's checking in on you. It's a caring moment. She's actually checking in on you, essentially to make sure that you're not too upset. She seems to imply that you you went missing at one point, and she's also concerned yeah, that you have a dance. Wait, 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 wait. Because yeah, see, yeah. you're yeah. thinking, you're thinking that I went missing because you just said it. You said a keyword, a key point. You said I went missing. Didn't have nothing to do with that article. That had to do with the guys like vultures to me. We're talking about Jose, Lewis, Slam, and, and Carlton was part of this too. Like mm-hmm. they were being mean to me for no reason that day. And I was, and this was in New York. I was across the street from Madison Square Garden at a KFC kicking it. It didn't have nothing to do with that article. So I'm going to just clear that up right there. You were eating KFC while you were doing <laughs> that elite dancing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop it. This is the biggest revelation of the whole podcast. You were doing the chicken burger. And open your heart at the same time. It's not possible. No, no it was actually a five-piece meal with coleslaw. <laughs> Secret herbs and spices. They did things yeah. to eat, man. So, um, no, I I wasn't missing because of that article. I wasn't gone away. I wasn't, you know. And the was there a ringleader say, in that group? Was there a ringleader? Um, as far as the boys? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... It could be Lewis and Jose as a ringleader. Carlton, could, Carlton was like a dad, dude, to all of us because he was older. I mean, and when you look at him, he looks like a dad. <laughs> He's just big. <laughs> He's, just big. <laughs> He's just big and dark with all what? that crazy hair that he had. And, you mm. know, so, but, um, but as far as a, a leader, yeah. I'll say sometimes, you know, Jose and Lewis could be. And with time passing by, it's it's easy to look back and, and look at it uh, differently and more intellectually, I suppose. It, but at the time, it must have been nasty for you. It, no, it was nasty sometimes. I mean, it it really was. Mm. But and, and we're talking like a few months into the tour. Of course, it was nasty. And of course... There's going to be some jealousy here and there. It, it seemed like favoritism, you know? I mean, I mean, but I it's not like I did it. I'm not the one that did it. Did what? I'm not the one that, you know, said, oh, Madonna treat me better than the guys. Or, you know, I never said that. Or I never, you know. 
So it's really easy to dismiss magazine articles and as tabloid rubbish and all of that. But I've got to say, um, Oliver, that it, there's always a source to those stories. Who do you think gave the information to that magazine? I do. Oh my God, that's a good one. I do not know. I don't have no idea. Someone did. Yeah, obviously. Mm. Obviously, someone did. Have you never asked this question of the guys? You know what? Now that you asked that, I'm going to have to ask them that. I'm going to have to ask the guys that. Seriously, who, 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 first of all, they got the names wrong. They called me Slam. Yeah. Okay. And they said I was 22. Okay. They got all that wrong. Yeah. But in the inside the article, they, of course, they said my name. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, who did? Who's the one that, who, who did that? Someone made money out of that. Yeah, someone made money. Shit, now, <laughs> now think about it. Wow, you're Here's right. Here's a different way of looking at it. Did, um, and Kevin won't mind me saying this, did Kevin show up the next day wearing something very expensive, for example? <laughs> wow. No, you didn't just say that. <laughs> he wouldn't mind me saying it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Kev- come on. Kevin is my, my brother. Did he say, feel my fur? Oh, my God. You're so wrong. <laughs> You're so wrong. No, Kevin did not do any. He didn't do any of that sort. Come on now. That mm. is wrong. But that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but, yeah, I wonder, I wonder who, t- who, t- who um, went and took that to the Star Magazine. Who did that? You're right. Mm. You know, I still have it. I still have the, um, the newspaper, the actual. Really? Oh, yeah. I still have my rosary, and mm. and I'm the only, I'm the only one that that still have my rosary. Listen, going to that article, Madonna is famously attracted to really hardworking people. She loves talented, ambitious people. As she loves um, men who are fit and what I call industrious people who are doers, because she's such a doer herself. Oliver, yeah. you actually fit that bill. I, I guess so. Looking at the, looking at the, looking at the guy that she's with right now, because yeah. you gotta, you gotta think. I mean, he. The only difference is, is that he's a little bit taller than me. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about. Think about it. See, and what is he? Twenty. What is he? Twenty two. Twenty three. In his twenties, yeah. Yeah, and I was nineteen. I was nineteen. And I, if you think about it, I was—I'm the first one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the fan community, for however long it's been—two decades, two and a half decades—have always said that there is so much, you know, unspoken evidence. I suppose that you and Madonna absolutely did have a brief and very intimate and beautiful affair during that tour. Can you confirm? Oh, oh God! Why? Why are you doing this, dude? <laughs> the fans already know. I, they do. Yeah, they they do know. <laughs> so if they know, then I. So if they if they if they, if they know, then I don't have to say anything. <laughs> you can hear like, my voice. Is so. the so I'm curious. The reason not to go into the detail is it. A beautiful loyalty to Madonna. Well, I don't think I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to get in trouble um, for saying anything. No, dude, it's twenty something years later. 
it's your story though that's the thing and what i find is not just you i put oliver over to the left side just for a moment when i talk to people who have worked with madonna there's this underlying current where they only go to a certain point and don't say anything else and i respect that totally i really do however it often comes at the expense of their own story. When you think of her brother, for example, oh, he decided yeah, to cross course. that line because his story is her story and her story is his story and he needed to tell his story. And yeah. with you, I'm listening to you and the, one of the most significant relationships you've had in your life, you've never spoken about publicly. No. Well, I mean, I, I mean, just like didn't know, talk about the lawsuits and all that stuff. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know, dude. She's a beautiful woman, though, isn't she? Oh, she's very smart, beautiful, and you know, you got to give it to her. She she changed it. She changed the game when it comes down to her look, her style. There's so many people that want to be her. You know, a lot I'm, of people. A lot of people about Madonna say that she's unable to make a connection, a real connection with other people. Did you make a real connection with Madonna? Yes, I did. I did. How do you know it was real? Because I know. Well, hello. Uh, how do I know? Um, doing open your heart, and when I'm performing, her ass could be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing doing Vogue uh, when she had the oh, oh my god! You know how she does the thing where she puts her hand under and she gives me the elbow. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god! There were so many times where oh she she would like really hit me in my chin, and I'll do the wave going down. Oh yeah. She give me that look. Oh yeah. So that's how I know. That's how I know it's a connection. We had a connection. Because <laughs> only a real relationship can have, you know, oh, really security? high times, really angry times, all the emotions, right? Oh, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Do you miss her? As a per- as a person, yes. Um, as a friend, yes. Yes. Um, I would love to see her and you know say hi and tell her I'm proud of her, of all of what she's done um, after the Blind Ambition Tour and, you know, proud of her, with, especially with the kids, adopting the kids. That's one thing I'm very proud of her about. I mean, I think that's Why the Why don't dopest. people give her credit for this? Why does she get criticized for doing the most incredible thing a human being can do to what? give those kids a lot? And, and her oh connection God, with them is, the is unbelievable. Oh my God, I think it's so dope that she adopted those kids. That has to be the dopest thing. I think that's the dopest thing that she's ever done in her entire life. A hundred percent. For her to do that, I give her so much props. I mean, and I'm sure if I saw the kids, I would be like, oh, I'd probably start crying and be like, I would be like, dude, you have Madonna as your mother mm-hmm. and she cares for you like, she, like you're her own blood. I mean, come on now. Hey, Oliver, they'd adore you. (laughs) They really would. You're such a nice guy. You're such a nice guy. Yeah, I was conceited back in the day. You know, back back in the 90s, I had a big head. But but deep down, um, I'm very humble and very grateful. And I would never, ever take anything back from my life of, of what I've been through and what I've gone through and my ups and downs, I, you know, it's all good. You live and you learn, and and I'm happy with my wife Jeanette. I, I, I am blessed. I really am. And and I, I, I might want you to 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 
to to to surprise you with something of what I'm about to say. You know, I said I was homophobic before I started the tour and this and that, right? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I think the podcast audience is going to love this. Go for it. Um, I met my wife in 1999. And you want to know how I met her? <laughs> my mind is thinking all kinds of things now. but You're no, not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. I met her at a, I met her at an AIDS benefit that they do in Vegas every single year. Like, yeah, how about that shit? How about that? The universe yes. is awesome. Exactly. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Not finished. Wait. Not only that happened, that's how I met her. But the performance that we had to do, tell me if this is not crazy. We had to do Remember the Time. And I was <laughs> in Remember the Time. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. I knew that I knew he was gonna like that story. Wow. I knew you would like that. I met her. I met her at an AIDS benefit. I mean, doing, um, doing a show for AIDS. Not only that, we also did the Remember the Time um, video, choreography. <laughs> Go so figure. Awesome. I love it. And for those people listening who don't know, uh, yep, our man here, Oliver, was in Remember the Time with Michael Jackson. Incredible. Oh, yeah. oh, oh they don't, oh, they don't know that, huh? Yeah. I also so, danced for, for, um, for, for Johnny Gill from New Edition. Um, mm-hmm. I was on a triple threat tour. It was a Keith Sweat, Belle Biv DeVoe, and Johnny Gill. I danced for him back in 92. This is what I mean by I'm so blessed. I got to dance with... One of the members of New Edition. Not only that, I got to meet my Bobby Brown, my Ralph Trasnet, and my Belle Biv DeVoe. And I mean, come on, you cannot, you can't beat that. And I got to dance from uh, my idol, which is Michael Jackson. Come, come on. The Time to Talk show is a podcast made by passionate amateurs who simply love pop culture. Unlike other podcasts, we can't raise revenue through traditional advertising, so we rely on the support of our listeners to keep us going. If you'd like to make a donation to Time to Talk, click on the link in the description. Your support will help with our production costs and allow us to keep bringing you content that celebrates, honours and skewers the very best and worst in the world of popular music, film, trends and culture. Thank you for enjoying our shows. We absolutely love our growing legion of loyal listeners. At the beginning of this podcast, I I put my hand up and said I will not. You specifically said you you don't want to talk about lawsuits, anything like that. I totally respect that and I'm going to respect that entirely. I am just curious about um, why you don't talk about that part of of your story. Um, Because... It, to me, it's not important, but it is. And, um, you know, people, uh, if, if, I go, when, if I do go to talk about it, people are going to have their different opinions, this and that. There's still people out there that's mad at me, Kevin and Gabriel. Gabriel, mm-hmm. rest in peace for us um, doing what we did. But they, you know, they weren't there. I just don't want to, like, say the wrong things. And every and when I do, when when it is time to talk about it, I'd rather have Kevin by my side to talk about it. If Gabriel was alive, I would have him by my side to talk about it. Like us three can talk about it together. 
but I just don't like talking about it um, by myself. I- I'll tell you this. I, des- I-, I think we all deserve to ha- <coughs> have gotten paid f- for the movie. It's still making money. It's still making money to this day. We should have gotten paid for Truth or Dare. All of us. And I'll leave it at that. I'm trying to be really respectful here and honor what I've said. So this is related, but tell me if you don't want to go down this track. But dancers' rights, okay, they've long been trodden on. Dancers have often been mistreated in terms of their oh, professional, yes. you know, uh, remuneration, reputation, yeah. their treatment. Was yeah. your legal action important as an example of standing up for dancers' rights? Yes. Yeah, it was, yes. Mm. And at the time, I wasn't even thinking about standing up for the rest of the, the dancers' world. I was not even – I was thinking about myself and, um, yeah. you know, Kevin and, and Gabriel. Like I said, I mean, there's people that 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 hate us, you know, um, for doing what we did. I mean, it got got to the point where, like, um, we're talking in 2017. Um, I had to do this podcast um, for this um, one guy. I forgot what um, what city it was in, but the people were. It was live, so I um, I got to talk to people also as I was doing it, and oh, you know. Yeah. You know, there was a whole bunch of guys, and it wasn't girls. It was all guys. Uh-huh. Fucking, sorry for cursing, but fucking, like, cursing me out and, and mm-hmm. saying this and that. And then fucking sending, like, I don't know how they got my my um, my phone number, but they were sending, like, um, dick pictures and all this kind of stuff. This is in 2017. Hang on. So because of the fan community's, rage about your decision uh-huh. or legal action you're saying still as recently as 2017 you're copying abuse for that oh my god dude dude it got to the point I, I'm, my, my wife is I'm asleep right now she's laying down but uh-huh. she we were tripping I would get text um, like on Instagram and, and text messages and Facebook and I'm my thing is I'm looking at it this way I couldn't believe Instagram and Facebook will let people put pictures up. I mean, guys were sending pictures saying, you know, suck my this and uh, oh my God, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. And it was to the point, my because I'm a grown ass man now. I was like, I bet your ass wouldn't do that in front of me if you saw me because I would straight up fucking whoop your ass. And it was to that point, I was so mad and felt so disrespected because I didn't do anything wrong to you. You know, I didn't do anything wrong to the public. And, um, and the funny thing is I've never talked to, I never talked to anybody about this. So this is the first time anybody's hearing this. So you're the first person, you're the first person to ever hear this. And it, it was, oh my God, it was wrong. Oh my God. I, the, the stuff that they sent me, dude, it was so foul. I mean, oh my God, you, you don't have no idea how I felt. And, um, do you know what's frustrating about that? They don't get the detail about why you did it. They don't understand, yeah, yeah, right? Because exactly. I've heard about the contract. Just, I've heard about Madonna, the- Sorry to cut you off. They're Madonna hardcore fans, and they don't give a they don't give a crap. And I understand mm-hmm. that's their girl. They love her. They'll do mm-hmm. anything for her. I mean, look at the look at the bees, the beehives for um for um Beyonce. They have, they'll do anything. They don't care if you're a celebrity or not. They will strike your ass down. 
And I understand that. But you got to learn how to, at one point, you got to say, hey, you got to stop. You got to stop at some point and say, maybe this is not cool to to write or say to a person or, or, or send these pictures and this and that. And it happened. So now I totally understand why you're really cautious about I don't want to talk. I, I thought you were just being a bit bloody minded, but actually there's a really good reason. You, oh, you're, yeah, dude, because you never know. Your people that's listening to this podcast, they could easily, I'm sure somebody's going to say something negative. I'm sure. Hmm. I'm, already, I'm already waiting for it. Just, just to put it in perspective for you, because I get the same. I get like horrendous stuff sent based on the podcast, but it sort of goes with the territory. But can yeah, I say that, Oliver, and I mean this, truly and authentically that yeah. the vast majority of madonna fans just see you as like a beautiful shining part oh, of her know. history they do yes. they and, I'm, and i'm and if you see me right now my hands are in the mm. prayer prayer approach and i'm saying thank you to everyone I, and trust me i know they they all all these people grew up with me um they're my age now and they knew how i was back in the day and for the, for the LGBTQ community to give me the 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 um to let me back into their world, um, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm sure you saw it. Um, I posted um, on Facebook. It was just um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, the the Alliance Award. Did you see yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for me to get that award, you Who know. I mean, come on. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. You know the it, you know it said this there's Do You know what's so beautiful about that is you, you're so proud of it. Oh oh yeah because my ass was ignorant back when I was young. Yeah. I, I was I was a, I was young and you know to all those people out there that's still homophobic y'all need to get over yourselves and 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 do some fucking history and and sorry mm-hmm. for cursing but and you know look into you know the community Check things out. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't be don't be be rude to people for no reason. The same way with the you know with the the, the Asians and the this Black Lives Matters thing. You know people need to all come together. This we already all we already all of us have dealt with something at the same time, and no nobody everybody was equal. And I'm talking about um, what happened last year with the COVID. Everybody got affected by it. Not infected, but affected. We were, so, you know, it was it, it was an amazing leveler. And at the end of the day, we're all just human species on this rock, and we're so fragile. We talked earlier about Madonna can have a tendency to freeze people out. That's what that article suggested that I asked you to comment on. Yeah. Since the lawsuit, have you ever communicated with Madonna since? No, um, we. But see, that's the thing. I mean, you're asking this question, but I'm. I'm sure you remember in Striker Pose, we did talk about that. We all would love to um to talk talk to her and to bring up the thing about you saying about how she cuts people out. Um, now that I remember, I mean, and you should remember because I'm sure you did your homework. At one point, um, <coughs> didn't Lewis say Madonna cut her? Cut him out of her life. Yeah, well, the the pattern that I saw talking about doing my homework, and I could have reached the wrong conclusion. But the pattern I saw is that with Carlton, for example, he hit a really hard time later in his life, and Madonna housed him. 
for a period of time. So she remained loyal. Loyalty is very big in Madonna's value system. Yeah. And it seems to me like the guys that participated, yourself included, in the lawsuit have hurt her deeply, whether you were wrong or right, right? That's not the yeah. point. But no. it, it feels yeah. like she is wounded and may never recover from that, similar to her brother's book. Yeah, well, one day, I, hopefully, if she is still mad, she needs to get over it and, and we should talk. We should say hi. I look at it this way. No matter how loyal her fans are to her, and some of them might dislike what me, Kevin, and Gabriel did, um, they still to this day would love to see all of us together. <laughs> Absolutely. They, no matter what, dude. Doing express they, yourself. Oh my God. Because look, for instance, I'm going to give you a good example. Janet Jackson brought, um, yes. this, you saw that, right? She yeah. brought back all her dancers yeah. to do not just Rhythm Nation, because some of the kids were, some of the, guys, the people that, that was on tour was on the Velvet Rope Tour. So they didn't do the original Rhythm Nation, but they all did a couple of her numbers together. She, she brought them back. Could you imagine <laughs> if, if Madonna, oh my God. If, I think, yeah, that, there'd be tears. Oh my God, it would be beautiful. It would be, it'd be the dopest thing ever. I mean, even even when we did um, um, when we was doing a promotion for Strike a Pose, we were in Amsterdam. Uh, we had to go on this talk show. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but we performed Vogue live. Oh, Did I you see it. that? Yeah, and everybody was asking. I mean, that's everybody was saying, "Oh, this would have been beautiful if Madonna would have been here." And we was like, "Yeah." You, you've told me what you'd say to her. If you happen to pass her at some event or something like that, what do you think she'd say to you? I don't I don't know. That's the thing. Um, I mean, we heard um, from our director that she did see Strike a Pose. Wow. And that she she actually liked it. Wow. That's yeah, nice. we, yeah that's, so that was nice to hear. But um, I, I don't... I don't know what she would um, what she would would say to me. Do you know what? As a uh, mother and as somebody who's come as far and learnt so much wisdom as she has, I'm sure she'd just embrace you, Oliver. I would hope so. And um, and and like I said, um, hopefully <coughs> she would have had time to think, to have thought about why we did what we did. And it's not like we did it and, it, and we lied about something because we didn't. And I'm not going to talk no more about it, but we, it's not like we lied. We told the truth. Mm. And like I said, still to this day, I'm going to keep my grounds on that. We should, we should be paid. We, we should still be getting paid for it. You know, you've told me a lot today about what Madonna has put into your life. What did you put into her life? Oh God, that's a hard one. Um, um, I, 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 I don't know if I contributed anything. I mean, maybe I did. Maybe you might see it a different way. Um. I don't know, my honesty, my loyalty, my, um, 
uh, I don't youth, know. Your naivety, your yeah. talent. My ta- well, my talent. Yes, my talent. Okay, yeah. So I wasn't even thinking. See, my brain went somewhere else. Yes, of course, my talent. Do you think it's interesting that it's really easy for you to answer what Madonna gave to you, but you find it difficult to answer in reverse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're ever a bit as unique and special as her. Well, security. <laughs> <laughs> security much? <laughs> That's my little saying, like, it's like, whoa, or what? Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Okay. I wouldn't be able to get away with this conversation without asking you, you know, what you're up to these days as well. I mean, I, I love, I've seen your wife and you together, I don't know where, on YouTube somewhere probably, and she seems adorable. Yes, she's our medium so too. So supportive. She, she just, just, of each other actually, what I saw was this beautifully harmonious relationship where you both oh, know yeah. each other inside out. She, uh, we've been through a lot. I mean, of course, in Strike Oppose that we talked about, the fact that I had three seizures, I went flatlined on the bed back in 2003. I bit off half of my tongue. Um, um, two of my front teeth went forward. They had to wire it back. I had to learn how to speak again. Um, if she wasn't there, I probably would have died. Thank the Lord she got to bring me to the hospital at the time. Um, and then in 2006, I had Bell's palsy. I mean, and the reason why um, I had these seizures is because she gave me an ultimatum. She she told me, if you don't stop drinking, um, I'm going to leave you. And I just so happened to stop. And I went cold turkey. And, of course, I would not be naive, um, but I never knew what cold turkey meant. I never knew the complications you can get if you stop drinking. I never knew anything about that. And all of a sudden, I stopped drinking. And what happened was I was taking these um, pills that were, they were ephedra. Um, and um, there was these energy pills that back in, back at this time, a lot of baseball players was, was taking them to give them energy while the pills collided with me, stopped drinking. And that's why I had the seizures. She's been there for me through my ups and downs. I mean, you know, at one point I lost my house and this and that and, you know, and um, moving, fast forwarding um, back in 2010, um, we got tired of teaching for other studios and, you know, her teaching voice and piano and me teaching hip hop. So back in 2010, um, she came up with uh the studio called Musicology Academy. And we've been doing that ever since, even though the pandemic had happened last year, it mm-hmm. hit us very hard and we lost a lot of kids, but we're trying to move forward. I mean, I'm still <clears throat> still at um, the restaurant where I'm serving. Um, so you do a few things. You're, you're doing your hip hop dancing and you're schooling, I suppose, of young kids. You're also a server at yeah. uh, a place you've got this beautiful relationship with your wife do you have children of your own nope <laughs> we teach them <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a joke about that those <laughs> uh if if we had kids especially if i had a daughter i think i not think i know i would be very very protective of her 
and I probably would have whooped somebody's ass and I'd probably be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wouldn't let any of the boys near her? Oh, no, at all. Oh, dear. But, yeah, you know, we teach them, so. And life yeah. is good? Life is good? It's, it's okay. I mean, um, back in July 24th, I had caught the COVID and it was really, 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 really bad because of my asthma. Wow. Um, it, it lasted um, five weeks and it was hard. It was very hard. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm, when I get hyper hyped up, I start to cough. I think it's my nervousness. No, you're fine. When, I, when I talk. But um, yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta lose about 20 more pounds and I'll be good. When you look back at that young, incredibly fit, blonde-haired dude dancing around, not just in Blonde Ambition, just all around that time, you were fit physically, unbelievably at your peak, right? Mm-hmm. You think about that guy. From what everybody has told me, I he was a special guy, or he is a special guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I moved and that I moved a lot of people that um I guess my dancing I guess told a story to them and 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 I'm I'm proud of that guy. I'm very proud of him. I'm proud of him today. The only thing that's wrong with me right now is my knees. I mean, I still can dance, but I can't do everything I want to do. Um, I, I want to, um, you know, I've been, um, you don't know this, but I've been going to acupuncture almost every um, every week. I just started it about a month ago, and it's working, but it's not working. And, you know, I, got, I, got, I want to get my knees fixed. If I get that fixed, I'll be the most happiest camper in this world, and people will probably see me dancing a lot on Instagram and Facebook, and I'll be posting oh, wow. all kinds of crazy stuff. Because I know, because I know, I know what I can do. I know my, I know my body can still do stuff. I might not be able to go in and stand straight up and go into a straight split. But as far as my dancing, you know, on top, oh yeah, I'm there. Well, Oliver, what an extraordinary life, right? Working with Madonna, Michael Jackson, meeting Prince and all of the others. And I just, I just got to say to you and mean this very sincerely thank you for all of your work thank you for all of the memories and thank you for all of your talent and sharing that with so many people and i'm so glad you're now at a stage of your life where you realize the gift that you have and what you give others a lot of joy and you're you're a beautiful soul i can hear that through the line thank you for all of your time thank you that means so much brother that means a lot it really does and i mean you said some stuff that really opened my eyes and i feel good and i feel blessed that that I had an impact on you and you know, it's, it's pretty cool. You're awesome, man. Honestly.